The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP for your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is the horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with a single entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, ring the bell. We are off and rolling for the month of March, and we've got a smaller weight class main event that we're going to talk lots about in the preview mode coming from Matchroom Boxing, San Diego, California. Chocolatito Gonzalez, Ramon Gonzalez, a former featherweight world champion, former super featherweight world champ. He's in the main event. We've got a replacement opponent from back a few weeks ago, the current uh, featherweight title holder for the WBC, El Rey. Uh, That is Julio Cesar Martinez. Those guys are the main event. 12 rounds, lots of action, lots of punches. We're going to talk lots about it right here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. News of the week, much going on, and we're ready to dive into it. Glad that you're uh, finding us however you did, wherever you did, uh, through a social media link, through the sportsgambling.com uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, website, Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. However you found this show, uh, make sure that you follow or subscribe to it, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. That is the easiest way to get us in the preview mode. You get the automatic notification whenever the new podcast is up, usually midday Friday. We stay relevant through all of the fights on the weekend, etc., uh, etc. Et if you are following and subscribing, And many, 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 many of you by the thousands have been doing that and have been finding us. And we're grateful for all the audience as we rock on now into March. So much more on that uh, bout, that main event bout from Matchroom Boxing in San Diego coming up. The guy that will call the fight on DAZN and their live streaming coverage is Todd Grisham. He's back aboard of the podcast straight ahead. Todd will call it with the Latin snake, Sergio Mora as the analyst, Chris Mannix as the third guy in, the unofficial scorer, uh, the interviewer after the fights as well. Those guys will have the call Saturday night. Todd will be here to tell you more about this fight card, tell you more about Canelo Alvarez announcing his upcoming Cinco de Mayo weekend title fight with WBA light heavyweight champion Dmitry Bivol of Russia. Todd will be here with some thoughts on all of that. That's coming up here in a few moments. Later in the podcast, Gail Falkenthal, also in San Diego, based in San Diego, uh, PR pro from san diego gail falkenthal will be here she's been around the canelo news conference on wednesday midweek been around chocolatito and uh, el rey on the thursday press conference for them before their main event and she's going to detail the fight card as well we'll go over the odds etc so gail is coming up in a few moments and look first and foremost there's fight news Uh, we got the official date wembley stadium tyson fury 
And uh, you know what? I'm not going to say the name. I, I did this in the article. If if the uh, number one mandated challenger from the WBC wants to be a sourpuss and brood and say, you can't use my likeness in the promotion and don't use my name and don't use all of that, uh, who needs the number one WBC mandated challenger who's a hocus-pocus number one contender anyway? A guy that got flattened by Alexander Povetkin uh, a year and a half ago, a 40-year-old Povetkin flattened him. He's not the number one contender of anything as far as I'm concerned. The fight is for Fury. Fury's return to the U.K., his first defense ever in the U.K. He only has had uh, the one defense against Deontay Wilder, obviously, last October, even when he won the undisputed title. Remember, he vacated all of them after beating of Vladimir Klitschko. So Fury's the drawing card. He's the reason to watch. He's the selling point. If the, if the clown uh, that is the mandatory challenger doesn't want his name put in there because he's only making $8 million, the largest payday of his career, and only stands to make $4 million more if he wins, if, if he doesn't want to be part of the promotion, then as far as I'm concerned, the promotion should ignore him the rest of the way. The next time we hear about him or hear his name should be in the ring before Fury likely dispatches him and fairly quickly uh, in this fight. So the fight is Wembley Stadium, April 23rd. They've already sold, air quotes, the 85,000 tickets. Of course, a lot of that went to brokers and third party and whatever to resell, uh, resell and resale. Uh, but they're, they're expecting over 85,000 at Wembley Stadium. So we're looking forward to that fight coming in April. Uh, currently, we have all the uncertainty still with the Russian invasion of Ukraine that is now over a week old, and we don't know where that's headed. We're going to talk more about that with uh, Gail Falkenthal in a little bit and how it affects the Bivol fight and how it could affect the Alexander Usyk-Anthony Joshua rematch, how it could affect Vasily Lomachenko going to Australia to fight George Cambosis. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the coming days or the next few weeks. And in particular, if the Russians roll into the capital city of uh, Kivi, it is spelled Kiev in the U.S. pronunciation, but Kivi in the, in the spelling in the Ukrainian uh, pronunciation and dialect, where uh, Vitaly Klitschko is the mayor uh, of that city. What, what's going to happen if the Russians roll in there and there's bloodshed and, and hundreds, we hope not, hundreds dead, thousands dead. We don't, we don't know what's going to – what does that mean uh, for the future of boxing from the Ukrainian fighters, from the Russian fighters? We already see action being taken, and again, it's a Russian in Bivol that's supposed to fight Canelo Alvarez. Nobody has that answer. Not Canelo, not Hearn, not anybody with U.S. government or politics or the NATO allied forces. We don't know. We don't know if Putin's going to withdraw, back off, call his troops back. We don't know. It's not likely, or else that would have probably already happened by now after only a few days that he would have withdrawn, and 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 yet this continues to go on with their invasion of the southern boarding, bordering country of Ukraine that has 40 million residents, uh, of which several uh, million are already in the process of fleeing and evacuating that country. What a, what a mess, and it is going to affect the boxing world here in the short term and maybe for the next few months. Uh, we shall see. So much more on that. That's obviously a huge story. Uh, but we'll get back to the fights and the fight cards that are in the ring now. Let's get into it with what's happening in San Diego. What we do know will be happening coming up in San Diego. Chocolatito and El Rey, the main event for Matchroom Boxing. Let's discuss it some more right now on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. As mentioned, it has been a little bit since we've gotten a chance to catch up with this guy, but it is always worth it when we do. We love Todd Grisham's insight from the coverage on DAZN. They're boxing with everything that's going on. Matchroom boxing main event, Chocolatito and El Rey, as it is Roman Gonzalez, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez, El Rey, in the main event Saturday night, San Diego, California. And that's where Todd Grisham is joining us right now on the Big Fight Weekend from. 
to give us a little uh, insight and wisdom. My friend, how are you? How are things in the SoCal? Everything good? Everything's great. The weather's uh, brilliant, especially considering I'm coming from Connecticut. And by the way, I, I better correct you on this before people are going to have you freaking killed. It's chocolatito, not chocolatito. That's, they call me gringo when I say it. So you got to go chocolatito, not chocolatito. Okay, well, they can, they can have their chocolatito. I had my chocolate <laughs> milkshake last night. I think we're all good. Uh, we'll get to that fight in a moment. I cannot, cannot have you on and not ask you a little bit about the atmosphere in Tijuana. Did I say it correctly? Yeah. A little to the perfect. south of you, Jaime Munguia, not Munguia, like I like to say. Uh, the WBO's number one ranked middleweight fought in a great outdoor venue. What was it like to be around that scene and that setting a couple of weeks ago? Really, really cool. It was a bullfighting arena so the seats basically went straight up almost like author ash stadium in, in new york city for the u.s open tennis tournament but even more drastically straight up held about 18 19 000. we probably had 15 there it steps from the pacific ocean right on the beach extremely cool they were very vocal very loud jaime Munguia is from tijuana it was his first fight there in you know years probably his last one for several years as well so they were they were very, very boisterous, and it was a great, great environment. I won't forget it. Listen to Grisham weaving in bullfighting in Tijuana <laughs> and the Arthur Ashe Tennis Stadium in New York. I don't know I how many people can weave that in and out that work the fight game as well as uh, do something like that, but I'm just I'm complimenting you. Uh, Mungia, okay. obviously, okay. big-time, big-time puncher. Uh, we believe he's going to get an interim title shot. Uh, coming up here, uh, he's, he's kind of he's been at the at the number one spot for a couple of years. Yeah. What's the potential on this guy at 160? Just real quick. You know, to me, sometimes fighters are, are rushed too quickly. Sometimes they're you know, slowed down on purpose to kind of. I think that's what they're doing, Javante Davis. I think behind the scenes they realize he's could he be great? Yes, but they're not sure 100. percent So they want to protect him as long as they can. Mungia, I think he's ready. Um, hooking up with Eric Morales as his new trainer. He's gotten better over the last four or five fights for sure, especially defensively. The, the rub against Munguia was he'll beat you up, but he's going to get beat up too. He'll just outlast you. But now he's doing a lot more head movement. He's a, a lot slicker, and he's still got that power, even though he's moved up a weight class. So I'm ready for him to challenge for a world title or at least a big name. All right. So now we're on to the assignment for this week, which will be the matchroom main event in San Diego. And this one had to be a switch a few weeks ago because Juan Francisco Estrada came up COVID-19 positive during training, symptomatic. And so the third fight with Chocolatito uh, was shelved and suddenly El Rey came up a weight division, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez, to step in and be part of this main event. Not a bad switcheroo here. Sometimes you get a lesser fight. This this may be as good as or a better fight for that reason. Speak to that, please, Todd. I agree. Well, I, I completely agree with you. The thing about Estrada, if they fought again, it'll be their third time, you know exactly what the fight's going to look like. It's going to have a 1,000 punches from each guy. They're going to beat the hell out of each other. May the best man win. It's going to be an amazing fight. With this one, I don't know. I mean, El Rey could come up, bring that youth exuberance, the power, and light Chocolatito up like he got knocked out by Sarissa Kat Sorungvisa. He could be that guy. Or it could be like Kaya Fai, who Chocolatito fought, who everyone was like, oh, this is the new fresh guy, and Chocolatito's on his last legs, and Chocolatito blitzed him out of there. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I do know it's going to be must-see TV. 
And in terms of, okay, so, I mean, a lot of people look at this and go, well, wait a minute, he's only moving up three pounds. At, at this weight level, it does make a difference here. Uh, what's the scuttlebutt here on the eve of the fight weekend about, is that going to be a big deal for El Rey? Well, we, we won't know until he gets in there. You know you know how these fighters are in the, in the you know, commentary meetings. They feel better than ever. They feel fantastic. They're great. They have no issues. Uh, you know, they're going to be amazing. They feel like Samson, whatever. So according to El Ray, he's ready to light him up. And three pounds, you say three pounds, it's not a lot. But when you weigh basically 100 pounds, that's 3% of your body weight. So it's equivalent right. of someone who's 200 pounds losing six pounds. So it's, it's, it's not, obviously not quite as drastic as, as some weight divisions, but it does matter or they wouldn't, they wouldn't have it or he'd have moved up a long time ago. But I think he knew he needed to buy his time before he stepped in there against these Lions. And uh, Chocolatito's a legend. And the only thing I would worry about, and I don't think it's going to be a problem, is, you know, El Rey's like, this guy's one of my heroes. I love him. That bell rings. A lot of times you get a little, not so much right. nervous, but like, uh, am, I, am I in over my head? Am I ready for this? So we'll see what happens. Uh, well said on that. Todd Grisham with us for a few more moments. He's on the DAZN call, the Matchroom Boxing Main Event from San Diego. Stay classy, San Diego. Is Chocolatito yeah. Gonzalez of Nicaragua, El Rey, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez in the main event, a 12 rounder that should be pretty much uh, action packed. I know Canelo Alvarez was there as well on Wednesday, announcing officially that he intends to fight Dimitri Bivol next, that that will be in Las Vegas Cinco de Mayo weekend. You did not get it. You were not in town. You did not get a ride in that, in that get up that, uh, that Canelo showed up in. <laughs> was that a Bugatti? Uh, what was he driving? Yeah ridiculous you didn't get a ride on that you're confirming that here on the podcast correct I, I did not and that's one of those cars you don't want to even get unless you're driving you don't want to be in the passenger seat remember the old song scrubs from the passenger <laughs> side you're gonna be like hey i'm in my bugatti girls are gonna be like that ain't your bugatti you'd be driving all right you ain't got a bugatti <laughs> grisham's got stronger game than that what do you what do you make of this <laughs> with him looking to move up to fight the russian bivol what do, what do you make of that and that choice here and what he's up to i like it Dare to be great, but dare to be different, you know? It, to me, he's, he's done it all at 160, did, fought at 154, 168, now 175. I mean, there's even talking him going up to cruiserweight. I love it. You know, he's to me, he's just looking for somebody to challenge him. I mean, he's never really, other than maybe the first Triple G fight, when was the last time you saw him get lit up and rough and as he went in this fight? It's been a long, long time. So, Bevo, I think, is going to pose a lot of problems. You saw the stare down. He's a big dude compared to Canelo. I mean, it's a it's a very noticeable height and weight uh, difference. And even though maybe Bevo's not the biggest puncher, you got a guy coming up from, you know, he's a natural, probably one one sixty five is probably where he should be fighting if we picked a specific weight to come up that much. Bevo's strength is going to hurt him more than perhaps it would another one, another fighter that's more his size. Well, and the, and the obvious conversation is another chance or at least trying to vie for the chance to maybe be undisputed uh, at 175. That would require, if it does come off, the better BF Joe Smith winner getting in there with Canelo at some point, whenever that is, would be pretty wild if this guy who started as a, a, a welterweight, a junior middleweight, could end up being undisputed at 168 and maybe, we don't know, but maybe have the chance to be undisputed at light yeah. heavyweight, Todd. What hey, what a three what a three fight stretch this would be. Let's say he wins. I mean, Bevo's gonna be a tough fight. I'm telling you, this isn't like people when they talk about Canelo, they're like, yeah, he's fighting Bevo, then he'll fight Triple G, he'll win that, then he'll fight. I mean, this is the boxing game. You know better than anybody. It can all change with just 
one punch. It happens all the time. Favorites mm -hmm. get knocked out. But if he beats Bevel and fights Triple G and makes all that money for Triple G and then fights, like you said, maybe Joe Smith or Peter Biev and does that over that three-fight stretch, that's one of the greatest I've seen in the last couple of years for sure. Yeah. Would be amazing if he's able to pull it off. All right, one more time. I know you're anxious to be back in there again. Sergio uh, uh, Mora, the Latin Snake, uh, Chris Mannix and company, they want to mm -hmm. get their hands on this on DAZN Saturday night and, and be there early for a lot of action. Chocolatito yeah. and El Rey in the main event in San Diego. And it's a great venue as well and should yeah. be loud and should be raucous, Thanks. right? Yeah, tickets, from what I've been told, tickets are red hot. I know they're, if, if not sold out, it's going to be really close. And let me tell you something. For the Estrada Chocolatito fight, they threw so many punches. The crowd, it was almost like a, a constant clapping of the crowd. Like, you, there was no lull in the action. It, there, was, there was never a time to catch your breath, go to the – it was just constant. You're like, what are we watching here? So, those fans are so passionate. Chocolatito is a living legend. I think it's going to be an electric environment Saturday for sure in San Diego. Should be a lot of fun, Todd Grisham. Thank you for hanging with me once again on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, making some time. We look forward to the call coming up. I do see you pointing to your Atlanta Falcons hat. Um, I still just good say scoreboard. With, good luck without Tom Brady. Uh, Welcome back to meteorocrity. Well, we'll see okay. what happens Welcome with that. Welcome back I'll, home. I'll just say scoreboard, two Buccaneers Super Bowl wins to none for your Falcons, hey, for your Dirty Birds. Yeah. We'll well, hey, welcome back. We're, we're, we're excited to have you guys back to uh, at the <laughs> – Eight and eight seasons again. Come on. To, welcome home. Yes, he's, he's ribbing me about the Falcons. We'll see what happens there. Have a great call. Make sure that uh, the Latin Snake and, and Mannix behave, or they'll make mm -hmm. sure you behave. I don't know which. We'll be watching on zone, Todd Grisham. I'm, you know, Tijuana is like 10 minutes from here. I'm not letting those guys cross the border, so we're going to be good to go on Saturday night. Appreciate the insight and the knowledge as Todd Grisham is busy. And again, he and Sergio Mora, Chris Mannix will have the call Saturday night. Matchroom Boxing, zone streaming service for that one should be highly entertaining. And we appreciate uh, uh, Grisham being aboard here again on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. All right, still to come, Gail Falkenthal, the PR pro from San Diego right there. She'll tell you more about Canelo's car and what it costs and some real great insight on Dimitri Bivol. She used to... I'll be part of the promotional team in and around Bivol's fight. She's got some insight on him. This whole mess with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the athletes caught in the middle, the athletes in the individual sports caught in the middle. Gail will have thoughts on that and the big fight card from Matchroom Boxing. All of that as we continue. And we're brought to you in part by WinBet. They've got a massive college basketball contest upcoming where the grand prize winner gets reserved seating, four seats, at the world-renowned Win Las Vegas Race and Sportsbook for the early round action of the college basketball tournament Thursday, March 17th, Friday, March 18th, as well as two rooms at the Win Las Vegas for a two-night stay. In addition, they're going to $1,000 worth of free bets from WinBet. Any WinBet patron that places a minimum $25 wager on college basketball during this promotional period becomes automatically eligible for the prize, and players can take advantage of the offer immediately. There's no limit to the number of entries that a patron patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if a patron raises uh, uh, wagers $1,000 on college basketball during the promotional period, they get 40 entries uh, as part of this contest. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, have them call 1-800-522-4700. It is WinBet and WinBet.com for the College Basketball Tournament Contest.
Hey, we're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on. And one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. If you don't know anything about horses, not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day. Free games weekly at all tracks all over the United States. Get the app, create the account, start building your stable today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against other stables. You can even follow them on the app and compare your own stats to theirs. Download it now, StableDuel.com, and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win with StableDuel. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, where America buys and sells their sports bets. The March to Madness is right around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in for the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. And now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are really high. So get into your sports book, buy a handful of tickets, and then just list them on PropSwap. Remember, only one team needs to make a run, and that ticket will pay for the rest. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams like Wes from Iowa, who sold a $250 30-to-1 Arizona to win the championship ticket for $750 on PropSwap. So now is the time to find those Cinderella's while the odds are there and cash out on PropSwap when all the tourneys start. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry up, download the free PropSwap app today. It has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and the red-hot tickets that are for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match using our promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match that deposit up to $500. Join real sports bettors on PropSwap. That's where America buys and sells sports bets. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. As promised, we got to class the place up a little bit here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Always love the insight of the PR pro from San Diego, Gail Falkenthal, back aboard with me. And lo and behold, if everything's going on in San Diego, I got to go to Miss San Diego for all the insight. Welcome back to the Big Fight Weekend podcast, young lady. Good to have you. Oh, thank you so much. And you know, it is about damn time we do have a fight weekend in San Diego. It has perplexed me why 
in a region with 3 million people on one side of the border and another 3 million people on the other side of the border, <laughs> we cannot fill an arena for a fight. And we did have a card from top rank here a few months ago, uh, starring Emmanuel Navarrete. But this is the real deal. And this is a made for San Diego card with a lot of Mexican fighters from Tijuana, a few making their professional US debuts miles from where they grew up. And, you know, we can't beat the main event. Yeah, no doubt. We'll get to that. And uh, again, Gail, at the time that we're releasing the podcast was in and around the final press conferences for Chocolatito, as we were talking about with Todd Grisham earlier in the podcast. And El Rey, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez in the main event. We'll get to that in a couple of moments. But first things first. Canelo Alvarez shows up and Canelo Alvarez shows up to announce his next bout in San Diego as part of the media coverage in and around this. What was that like on Wednesday? Well, first of all, you had one of those convention and visitor bureau days we have in San Diego. We would like to pretend that every day is like that, but they're not. He got an 85 degree, beautiful, sunny day in March on the waterfront with luxury boats off here next to a very large convention visitor type hotel where they'd set up a full pavilion along the bayfront for this, rolls up, drives himself to the event and rolls up in this car about the shade of the shirt you've got on. Uh, which started... For those that cannot see us, I'm wearing like a dark blue, kind of a royal blue, cli- maybe a royal blue. Yeah. Um, and and he rolls up in in what what was at first you thought it might have been a well, Ferrari. Well, I looked at the back from the distance, and the truth is, my view was obscured by the absolute rush of media <laughs> and fan frenzy running after the car. You would have thought it was. I don't know, something TMZ would have covered. Um, And sure enough, he gets out of the driver's side and Eddie Reynoso was riding shotgun. And, you know, so props to him. He drove himself. He lives up the road here in San Diego. I'm sure he tossed the valet the keys or something like that. I'm looking at it thinking, oh, it's a Ferrari or something. Oh, oh, I was schooled on Twitter. Was I schooled? No, uh, it is a Bugatti Chiron. Now, that is one of the less expensive, sort of more modest models of Bugattis at at least. Wait, 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 wait. Modest at what price, though, Gail Falkenthal? So it rolls out the door, at least the 2021 MSRP that I checked was a cool (laughs) $2.9 million. You know, one of the ones that if you're looking to fit it in under the budget, the 2.9 million version, which implies that they have versions for the higher end, whatever that stratosphere is, that is what, 9 million, 27 million for the car? What are we talking about? Million dollar cars, yes. So here is a very conservative purchase, you know, on the scheme (laughs) things by Mr. Alvarez, you know, clearly budgeting his money and (laughs) no plates. Uh, He did say to me it wasn't brand new when I asked him about it, which I surmise means he's he's got such a fleet of vehicles 
that he can't get around to driving them all that often. But, you know, not a bad day to be cruising down the road in this. Problems that you and I, you and I and the average person experience, we can't get around to driving all the vehicles we have. We just don't have the the time or the ability to do all of that. We can relate, right? Unless, of course, we can. Yeah, right. Well, and I'm thinking to myself, he's putting five dollar plus a gallon gas in a v16 vehicle <laughs> yeah right on canelo there you go <laughs> yeah but he's got he's got the coin to be able to do that if he can buy that kind of car which we definitely know all right so then he had the news conference with dimitri bavol as we were talking about with todd grisham from DAZN before this he said the first thing that struck me was in that face-off that bavol is legit light heavyweight taller bigger which you would suspect canelo again we keep reminding everybody is uh, traditionally been around junior middleweight middleweight now now fighting at the bigger weights but is not going to be uh the same height and stature as guys that have been fighting at 175 their whole life so that's not surprising again your takeaway looking at those two being around the news conference on wednesday with Camelo, uh, canelo and uh, and the russian well first of all you have two very different personality types in a different different physiques although they're both going to make the weight easily um Full disclosure, I worked with Dimitri Bavol back when I was employed by main events when they were co-promoting. So I've been around and stood around Dimitri for a long time. Dimitri makes 175 so easily that I have watched him eat a full breakfast on the morning of a weigh-in. So that is absolutely his weight class. He could make 168, not with not too much difficulty. So he is not a big light heavyweight and he is not a big thick boned light heavyweight by any means. Canelo is swole. I mean, damn. I sat next to him for a good 20 (laughs) minutes thinking, you know, now it's not so much that he's putting on the muscle, sort of, you know, the big arms and the legs. It's now sort of front to back is growing some weird thing going on. He's a big thick guy but able to move it around so well credit to him for how nimble he still seems at that weight so it's a bit of a stretch it's not a huge stretch because yeah he was never real thin um when he was fighting at middleweight he was a pretty young man and even then he was having to work pretty hard to get to 160 i think we will all recall several fights at Canelo weight, catch weights, you know, when he was sort of struggling. So I really do think 168 is a sweet spot for him. But, you know, there's not a lot in that division to excite him. And Canelo now, aside from the money, wants accomplishments. That's what he wants. And he's the shot caller. You know, that's the bottom line. He can buy any car he wants. He can work with any promoter he wants. He can fight anyone he wants. And what he wants is belts, is history, is being the greatest Mexican fighter who ever lived with a resume to back it up. Good for him. And he's unapologetic about it. He brushes off all the critics yammering about, oh, you should be fighting Charlo. Oh, no, you should be fighting Andrade Benavides. His attitude is let those guys sort themselves out fight each other, which they have not. And I'll fight the guy that ends up at the top of the heap. You know what? Fair enough. So he is 
utterly confident. You know, he carries himself with so much more swag than he did even a few years ago. His command of English is so impressive. The only word he stumbled with with me, with me at all, interesting, when I asked him if he was impatient at one point, he had to ask me what's impatient. That was it. Everything else flew through the conversation. And then you have Dimitri Bivol, who is a very, he's a lovely man. He's a family man. He's personally charming if you get him in a conversation, but he's a very icy technician personality and you see it in the ring. And his attitude when you criticize him about his recent performances is listen, I didn't see an opening to knock someone out. Why would I get in there, work harder than I had to, risk getting beat up when I was gonna clearly win a fight? He does what he has to do, he's efficient and he moves on. He, however, has a lot of distractions. His family is still in Russia. He is very devoted to his wife and young children. Sure. Here in St. Petersburg, as he said, he knows a lot of people in Ukraine. He knows a lot of people in Russia. He said, listen, I have friends all over the world and nobody's happy about this. Um, and yeah, I'm worried about it. I feel bad about it. And I wish it would stop. So he is going to really have to focus in camp. He'll be here now training in, we think, Indio for the next couple of months. Um, and he's got to put blinders on and hope to God that his family situation doesn't get dire and distract him from the biggest opportunity of a lifetime. Voice of the PR Pro from San Diego, Gail Falkenthal with me and giving me some great insights. She's right there on scene. Again, we'll get to uh, the main event of the Matchroom Boxing Show with the little guys, but she's given us great insight on Canelo and Bivol uh, because she was at the news conference. And just to pick up on this point, uh, look, there's all kinds of takes and all kinds of uh, of reasons, uh, and he doesn't need me to apologize, and I'm not trying to for this. I'm just making this point known because it needs to be part of the conversation. You've got to be careful when these high-profile guys, and he's a high-profile athlete, were to be asked, uh, hey, shouldn't Russia withdraw? Isn't Vladimir Putin a bad guy? Isn't this awful? Because of what you just said at the beginning, his family, his immediate family, his extended family, they now become pawns in this. They now become a part of that conversation and potentially endanger themselves from the Russian government. Let me give you another example for the audience and for Gail. I'm in Tampa Bay, where the two-time defending hockey champion Tampa Bay Lightning have not one but three star Russian hockey players. And again, the local media has kind of inquired, and even the national media, and they are very guarded with saying anything because, again, they've got family members, immediate family members that they are concerned about of Sure, everybody believes this is wrong and stupid and shouldn't be going on, but you've got to be careful about saying so. And just pick up on, on that point. It is a distraction for Bivol, and some people, especially in the boxing world and boxing Twitter, get some common sense and get a grip that it is a bigger situation for Bivol's family in Russia if he's speaking out. And anybody that's allied with him. Listen, Bivol was very clear. He did get probed by several people about the political situation, what's going on, what does he think? And he was very clear. He had to repeat himself several times. But 
at one point he put it this way, which I thought was a brilliant way to illustrate it. He said, listen, I don't talk about things I don't know about that I'm not an expert in. I'm not a doctor. I don't know a thing about viruses. So I don't discuss the pandemic. I'm not a politician. And he said, and, and you know, he said, you know, war and war is close to politics. And I, I don't, I'm, that's not my arena. I'm not about to discuss it. He said, do you want to talk about being a professional athlete about sports? Yes, I know a lot about that. And I have plenty to say. Other than that, I'm not qualified to speak about anything. And he's absolutely right. He did, however, say that he didn't think it was fair to block Russian athletes who had otherwise done nothing to aid or abet any war situation. You know, they weren't out there campaigning for Putin, for example. Right. Uh, you know, if they were simply going about their professional athletic business, he didn't think it was right to penalize them. But of course, you know, Russia is very proud of their athletes. This is a, a big, big point of pride and a way to connect with the greater world. Um, and we just saw the debacle that took place during the Olympics with their figure skaters, which is still raging on because Correct. their championships are in about a month. So they are greatly affected. Um, and it, it is a tough call, but if you're going to put the squeeze on a country, you try to hit them where it hurts and squeezing out the athletes that are their ambassadors to the world that humanize them as a country is one way to do it. And I asked Eddie Hearn, you have any qualms about this fight for any geopolitical reasons or any reasons of just sheer logistics? You know, Eddie, oh no, nope, nope, we're fine. Nope, everything's good. He's got one of the fighters, the title holder, you know, let's also recall that although he is the shot caller, Canelo's the challenger, right? He's right. the challenger here. Your champion, the guy with the strap, has got a lot going on. I We're eight weeks away. A lot can happen in eight weeks. As I say frequently, and I will say again about this fight, you do not make non-refundable travel plans involved <laughs> with boxing, ever. End of discussion. Well, and you're right. We, we don't know. I don't know what's happening for breakfast tomorrow in my house. We don't know what's going to happen in this situation with Russia and Ukraine, and I'm not trying to laugh about it or joke about it, it could escalate. It could get a whole lot worse. And then we don't know what the sports landscape looks like for Russian athletes or whatever. And look, we understand Hearn's job is to, to promote, sell tickets. He's interested in one thing, the color of money green. That's what he's interested in. So of course he's going to say that to anybody that's asking, but there may be realities that are beyond this coming up. And we don't know that for the next uh, two months, stay tuned. And you make a great point on non-refundable uh, travel plans and travel expenses. Um, all right, let's get to it because uh, this is what it's all about, uh, at least when we get into the preview mode here and release for the weekend. Uh, how amped up are you? This this appears on paper to be a very competitive main event, matchroom main event in San Diego. Chocolatito, Todd Grisham, if you're hearing this back. Uh, Gonzalez against El Rey, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez. Size it up for me here. What intrigues you? What do you think happens? We were pretty damn hyped when we heard we were getting uh, Roman Gonzalez versus Juan Francisco Estrada three. 
and then <gasps> stake to the heart with Strada backs out. And then God bless him. Julio Cesar Martinez, El Rey, steps up with apparently what was one five-minute phone call. He agreed to do it. Boom, done, in. Good for him. He's betting on himself. He's going to take a shot. And at the time the change of opponent was announced, Matchroom actually offered to refund tickets. And what happened is that when people heard about this matchup, they thought, Huh, that's pretty damn good. In fact, I'm not quite sure who I favor or what's going to happen. The intrigue of it, the freshness of the matchup, fueled more ticket sales, especially south of the border. So it will be close to a sellout for the arena. Now, certain sections of it are closed off. So it is not a full capacity, every seat up to the rafters full. But of the seats that are open, it looks like it will sell out. I would venture that if you checked passports, many of them will be Mexican in the crowd. And, you know, sure. great. I love it. Not only will the fans get to see Roman Gonzalez, and I call him Roman versus uh, his nickname. <laughs> you'll get to see Roman. You'll get to see Martinez. But on the undercard, brilliant to put on a lot of Mexican and Mexican-American fighters. You're going to have Mauricio Lara in the undercard. You're going to have Angel Fierro in the undercard. Two Mexican fighters somewhat out of nowhere that went over to the UK, you know, again, like Martinez in a way, betting on themselves in big ticket fights and completely breaking the heart of every UK fan, including Eddie Hearn, as he turned to Mauricio today. Um, you know, and ended up showing they had, had a lot to offer in one of those fights. So Laura will be fighting for the first time professionally in the United States. Uh, Fierro, I think, may have had one or two fights. Um, but this will be a chance for both an American audience and Mexican fans to see them in person. As well as Mark Castro, the prospect out of Fresno, is uh, on this card. Um, I'm trying to think who else is on the card. Diego Pacheco, who right. is a young guy, rising star, who is now in the uh, Benavides camp, uh, being trained by Jose Benavides Sr., uh, super, super middleweight, good-looking kid, um, you know, pretty accomplished. I have to remind myself, he's still just 20 years old, so he's got a lot of promise, and he wants to put on a really good show tomorrow so we're we're hearing some good things from him and this is a great card if you have friends that are casual fans and maybe all they do is watch the heavyweights and maybe they know who canelo is and that's about it now this is a card they should watch because every single fight will be a come forward all action balls to the wall fight no no lulls you know barn burner stuff and some of it might not be art right <laughs> there may not be a lot of finesse involved who the hell cares that's what it's for it, it will be an absolute all action card including that main event uh, you know will we have 1600 total punches thrown 1700 1800 <laughs> well a lot of it depends on how far the fight goes 
You know, right. will there be a stoppage midway through, which is there is an over easy. under prop of 10 and a half rounds. Do I get a prediction out of you that will we see an 11th round? Will we see a distance fight? Or do you think it might be before that? Because Chocolatito has tons and tons of knockouts earlier in his career. What, uh, give me a give me a thought on uh, over under 10 and a half rounds. Well, we have to remember that Gonzalez is now 34. And he's fighting a much younger, fresher kid with nothing to lose and everything to prove. How are their engines going to be on Saturday? You know, what's the, what, how do they come out of the gate? You know, what's left in the tank after six rounds? I think if it goes rounds, the fight is Martinez's, it is Roman's fight to lose. If the, if the longer it goes, the better for the veteran. Um, Martinez, if he's going to have a chance at this, needs to strike and strike fast, which is exactly what Thor Rungvisai did with Gonzalez and successfully beat him. Now, I think Roman won the first fight, but Rungvisai struck first, knocked him down in the first round, bloodied him early. Gonzalez was clawing his way back all the way through, and it did go the distance, but he lost a razor thin decision in the second fight so Rungvisai laid him out yes he horrible did horrible knockout and I don't recall the round but I want to say six round I think it was before that I got to look I think it was fourth? the fourth the fourth or the fifth yeah. round he got him quick that's how I see Martinez winning if he does but I think the veteran will pull this one out his career has really seen a, an amazing resurrection I think a lot of the issues he was having were a lot to do with his personal life. The death of his father, who had been his only trainer, uh, devastated him, really hit him hard. Um, he's had some other issues. Those are all behind him. He settled in with his new trainer. You know, Ramon is a very interesting personality. He's a very gentle, emotional man. If there was ever a Jekyll and Hyde in boxing, holy cow. <laughs> you meet him outside the ring and he's, you know, God bless. And he's bowing and now uh, he's very humble and he's, you know, a little guy. And then he gets in there and man, release the beast. And I think he wants to prove he's still got it to the rest of the division. Well, we will see I'm gonna what call happens. It for him, but I wouldn't be surprised if Martinez, you know, pulls a bam Rodriguez. I mean, it could happen. Well, and we will see in the main event, we do know this, there'll be lots of punches, there will be lots of action, and who knows? It's it's why we love boxing, who knows, on what happens in this kind of main event. Listen, you've done a great job giving us so much insight with everything happening right there in San Diego. Profoundly jealous of being around all of that. Great job recapping it for us. Please promote where we find you on social media. You'll be tweeting away, I know, fight night in and around the matchroom card and all of that where we read you, etc. Please promote away, young lady. Well, apparently my new assignment is all their luxury cars. But beyond that, for <laughs> fight analysis, and I know crap about cars. Uh, you can find me this weekend. I will be reporting for nyfights.com. That is um, where I can swear. And I will also be reporting for Communities Digital News, C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I-News.com and some local San Diego regs. And you find her at PR Pro San Diego. She is a PR pro and we love Gail Falkenthal for all of that. Great stuff. Let's hope we get a great night of action. As you laid it out, it should be a great night of action. I we think got it's a dead guarantee, you know, 
uh, send people who would get in the way and make noise to another room, plan your drink and bathroom <laughs> breaks carefully. And that's my best <laughs> advice. Should be a lot of fun for that. Gail, thank you. I always appreciate the knowledge and the insight of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. We'll do it again. Have a blast Saturday night for the Matchroom Show. Thank you. You're welcome. And it will be a Big Fight Weekend. There she goes. And we'll see if it will be action-packed. And again, uh, Chocolatito, Chocolatito is a short favorite at minus 1,400. Really a live dog situation for Julio Cesar Martinez. I think this will go the route. I don't believe this ends early. Over under at 10 and a half rounds for our friends at Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm liking the over, and I like Chocolatito, the bigger fighter, to get the win here, even though he's older, like Gail was saying. And a, and a fascinating undercard with a lot of action-packed fights and the names that Gail was giving you as well. We'll see what happens with all the action. For now, that sets the table for this weekend. Here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast, my thanks again to Todd Grisham joining us earlier in the podcast from the DAZN streaming call of the fight. Uh, check it out on DAZN through their service. He and the Latin Snake, Sergio Mora, Chris Mannix will be on the call of the fight card Saturday night. Main event happening somewhere around 11.30 Eastern Time, 8.30 in the West, Saturday evening on that matchup with Gonzalez, Chocolatito, and El Rey, Julio Cesar Martinez, uh, and in what should be an action-packed small weight fighter main event. Uh, for that one on Saturday evening. Again, however you found this show, thank you for doing so uh, through the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Follow us or subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We thank you for finding us here as we release for the weekend, the fights there on Saturday night and much more. For now, we're good. For Todd Grisham, for Gail Falkenthal with me here just in the last little bit, I'm merely TJ Reeves. Enjoy the fights. Keep reading our website, bigfightweekend.com. In the preview mode, the recap mode, all the news all over the globe as it involves the sweet science of boxing. We've got it for you. And as well here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Bye.